Hello and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing how you go about finding a therapist that is right for you. Those of you who know me know that I am a therapist who is trained in about 10 different therapies. My first passion has always been hypnotherapy. I love knowing everything about it. It's such a vast subject. And when I'm not seeing my clients, I'm always studying to develop my learning further, as well as training my students. However, over the years, I've trained in more and more therapies because I recognise that everybody is unique and everybody is different. So the more tools that I have in my toolbox, the more able I am to help the people that come and see me. Now, of course, we all know that there are no therapies out there, no medical treatments, no pills. There's nothing out there that works 100% of the time for 100% of people. Therefore, it's really important that you find the right therapy to help you. And it's also important to recognise that if you've tried therapies in the past, if one thing hasn't worked, try something else. Do not give up. Keep going. So when selecting a therapist, I think there are some very important considerations. Now, the first thing that is absolutely essential is that you need to feel comfortable and safe in that therapeutic relationship. You need to feel that you are cared for, that you're listened to and heard, and that the person is going to help and support you through the process. So if you go to see a therapist and they make you feel uncomfortable or you feel unsafe with them, that is a good indicator that perhaps they are not the right person for you. And that's really, really important. So personally, when I'm working with new clients, I tend to do an initial consultation first where the client gets a chance to come and meet me so that they can tell me about what's been going on and I can ask them any questions that I need to know so that they can find out about how I work to make sure they're happy with my methods and they can ask me any questions about what I do. And most importantly, they can make sure that I am the right therapist for them because that therapeutic dynamic is so very important. Now, it may not be that you necessarily really like your therapist, but you do need to feel like you're in safe hands and that they are competent in what they're doing and that you feel in a safe place when you're with that therapist for you to be open up about what's going on and so that you can be receptive to the support and guidance available to you. So going back to that point that there are no therapies or therapists or medications that are suitable for everyone, it's also really important for you to recognise that if you come across somebody that isn't right for you, or a therapy that isn't right for you, it's okay to say, do you know what, this isn't working, I'm going to try something else. And in order to help you do that, it might be that perhaps you speak to other people in your life, have a chat with people that you know or you trust that have had different types of therapy, ask them what types of therapy they've had, 
and more importantly, who they worked with so that you can get an idea of somebody who's reputable and somebody who has had proven results. And that, to be honest, is where I get the majority of my client work nowadays. It's because somebody else has worked with me and they've said, go and see Debbie. It's about that proof. So when you're working with that therapist, it's okay to ask for that. It's okay for you to ask what experience, what guarantees they offer. Now, I would be very wary if you ever went to a therapist and they said, I guarantee results. Uh, this has always worked for every person I've ever worked with. Because either they haven't worked with enough people or they're not being very honest with you. So what I would say to my clients is I don't provide any guarantees. What I am is a facilitator. I have got loads and loads of tools and techniques that are there to help you. And I can help you with these techniques. And as long as you want that help and as long as we can work together well, so that's about you opening up and telling me what's going well and what we need to improve, we should be able to make progress. If, however, at any point during the therapeutic process, either you no longer feel that you're making any further progress or I feel that I've got to the point which I can help you as much as I can, I will then help you to find an alternative therapy or therapist that is right for you. And I think that's really, really important. I would never, ever keep working with a client if I felt that we weren't creating shifts because this wouldn't be fair to anybody involved. Instead, I would always refer on to somebody else. So, for example, in the past, I've began working with a client and I've recognised that perhaps it's acupuncture or acupressure that they need instead, or maybe chiropractic work. Likewise, other reputable therapists will refer clients to me for the same reason. So check with other people what's worked for them. But it's also bearing in mind that everybody is a bit different. One person may suit one type of therapy and it may not suit another person. And that is OK. So also, when you're working with a therapist, it's important to bear in mind that it may be that individual dynamic that isn't working for you rather than the actual type of therapy. So a little while ago, I had a lady that came to work with me and she said that she tried hypnotherapy previously and she'd had six sessions with the lady. And this therapist had read off a script, so read off a piece of paper and had done the same session, the same thing every single session, six times. And after six sessions, it hadn't worked and the client was all of a sudden told that she was beyond fixing. Now, I was horrified by this, but also I felt really positive that that client had decided to keep an open mind to hypnotherapy because that certainly is not what hypnotherapy is. And instead, they'd come to work with me. And thankfully, they sorted the issue out and they are now training to become a hypnotherapist with me. And that's another really important aspect to discuss. It's the level of training and experience the therapist has had. So when I'm training therapists, I make sure they've had live training, so in-person training, and that I am there so that I can be watching them, I can be supporting them and guiding them in how to improve. And 
showing them that if there's any mistakes made along the way, how to correct them within an environment before they start working on real clients. And I think this is really important nowadays in the days of so much online work taking place. Now, some courses are going to take place online now. Perhaps a therapist can't get because they're in a different part of the world. I know I've done CPD, continuous professional development courses before, where I'm unable to attend in person. However, I've attended the live training and I've made sure that there is somebody assessing me so that they can assure me that I'm competent in my skills before I then go and work with a client. If, however, you have a therapist when you ask them about their experience and they say they've done a cheap online course and they've never worked on a real person, I would personally steer clear. It's essential that you've had that experience of working with real clients before taking on paying clients and qualifying. And that's because anything can happen in the therapeutic situation. You need to be skilled and experienced in dealing with emotional traumas as they come up, unpredictable situations. So make sure your therapist has either had live in-person training or if they have had to do it online, that it's been live and that there's been somebody assessing and monitoring their progress. Just in the same way as I would never, ever go to a dentist that had purely learnt how to, say, extract a tooth from reading a book, I wouldn't want to go to a therapist that had had no real hands-on experience. So ask for the therapist's experience. And most therapists that I know absolutely are dedicated and committed to their work. So not only do they take their initial qualification, they also carry on with that learning, wanting to, to discover more and more as to how they can help and get the most for their clients. So ask about the experience. And it's great if you've got somebody with experience in terms of they've been maybe working for a number of years and had lots of clients. However, don't necessarily discount newly qualified therapists because it really depends on the level of training that they've had. So, for example, with my students that qualify with me, I've ensured that they've been trained to an incredibly high standard, that they are on technique based courses and that they've worked with real clients prior to qualifying. So they are already having that experience with them. Likewise, you may have had another therapist that's been qualified for a very long time and has actually done very little face-to-face -face or client work and they haven't actually had very good quality training. So it's important to get a holistic, well-rounded picture. So don't be put off necessarily by the amount of experience somebody's had. I would, however, be a little bit alarmed if somebody was being dishonest about their experience. So occasionally you come across therapists that claim to be experts in a certain area when they are not. So ask the therapist. Any therapist that is genuine and honest will be happy to answer your questions as best as they can. Now, there are in our country, in the UK, lots and lots of therapists and lots of therapies that are not regulated. And once again, there are some advantages of that. It allows for that flexibility to work with the client's needs and the, what the client needs the most, as opposed to following a rigid structure that's been set out by an organisation. However, the downside in that is that you get a massive variation in quality of therapists. So one thing you might want to check is if your therapist is with any regulatory bodies in terms of voluntary organisations. 
And these organisations show that at a minimum, the client, the therapist has taken a minimum level of training and that they abide by ethical codes of conduct. However, you will still get varying degrees of quality in there. And also, I've known some exceptional therapists who are not part of any of those organisations. It is personal preference, but you may want to just check whether or not your therapist is part of any of those bodies. And if not, what codes of conduct and ethics do they abide by? A must for me is you should ask your therapist if they're insured. That is to protect you and it's to protect the therapist. It's to make sure that if anything should happen to you during the session, that there is some sort of cover there. And if I went to see a therapist and I discovered they were not insured, I would not carry on seeing them. Also, what I would like to mention is costs. Obviously, there are varying costs. Some therapists charge a low fee, some charge a very high fee. I try and balance my fees so that it's affordable where possible, but also taking into account that every one client I see, I probably do another three or four hours of training per session. So that's a lot of extra work that I don't get paid for, plus all the other time, things like writing up notes. So when somebody's self-employed, they have to take into account not only their wage for the hour, but all the other time that they spend that's non-client facing that they use to get to that level where they can be excellent for their clients. Now, waiting lists are something to consider as well. Sometimes you may be desperate to see a therapist and you may be lucky and just get in with a great therapist without a waiting list. However, what I would say is do not necessarily be put off by waiting lists. If somebody has got a big waiting list, it can be a good indicator that they've got a good reputation and that they are helping others. However, it's also worthwhile you checking in what basis do they see their clients? Is it that it's short term brief therapy or is it long term ongoing therapy? And it would just depend on what type of therapy is right for you as to what you choose. So for me personally, I tend to work in sort of more brief therapies. I like the idea of being able to help somebody get to the point they need and then off they go. However, that isn't right for everybody. Different people need different approaches, as I've said. So find out what's involved in the process. And if your therapist has got a waiting list, if you feel the right, they're the right person for you, then it is probably worth waiting rather than rushing into something that isn't quite right. A final thought that I would say is that us therapists, I know personally, I care greatly. I want to do the absolute best for my clients. I have an absolute passion for what I do and I love what I do and I want to help. So have a chat with the therapist. Make sure they're in line with what your belief systems are, what you feel you need, and I'm sure they will do their best to support you. I hope you found this little guide helpful and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in what we do, please go to my website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. As well as information on the therapies I offer, there is also links to my Past Life Regression Therapist Programme and my professional hypnotherapy training programmes.
If you are looking for online training for self-development, please go to debbieison.thinkific.com. And also remember to follow me on social media. Simply on Facebook, type in Tranquil Awakenings to find my business page. And I'm also on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Please do send any comments or questions. And if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about on future episodes, please do send me a message.